A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. It's Wednesday, the 24th of February, and we are looking at 2 Peter chapter 3. We've seen that Peter is wanting to remind his beloved listeners he is speaking with force but great tenderness to those he loves because God loved them before the creation of the world and sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die to save them. And he is getting his uh, beloved church to remember what they already know but are paying insufficient attention to. And what it is is the day of the Lord or the second coming or the day of judgment. And what we were looking at yesterday was the scoffers who mock this because they believe that the universe is in a steady state and there is nothing to worry about because everything just keeps going. How could a positive um, uh, interruption uh, that would be so radical as to bring everything to an end possibly be understood or accepted? But you see, what the Bible tells us, we were seeing yesterday, is that that is exactly what the universe is going to experience. I'm going to read again from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 4 to 7. They, that's the scoffers, will say, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. For they deliberately overlook this fact, continues Peter, that the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God and that by means of these the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. What he's saying in verse 5 is that those who uh, mock the idea of the return of Jesus Christ are deliberately overlooking a concrete example of a global judgment in history. And that is the flood. That's what verse six and seven, uh, verses 5 and 6 rather are describing. I want to tell you something. It is fashionable, sadly even within evangelicalism, to regard the flood as either metaphorical or something that was local to Mesopotamia. But the Bible clearly presents it again and again and again and again and again as historical and global. Genesis chapter 6, chapter 7 and chapter 8 present the flood as something that happened in history, not as metaphor, not using the language of poetry. It even gives dates and times, and it clearly describes the flood as global, remembering that the whole world system, uh, the hydrological system, was totally different at the time of the flood. And indeed, the worldwide fossil record gives us sheer, uh, uh, simple and ample evidence of a global flood. Oh, the Lord Jesus Christ referred more than once to the flood and plainly in his reference to it uh, regarded it as global. And here we see God the Holy Spirit as he speaks through Peter describes the flood plainly as global. 
So if you don't believe the flood was global, what you're actually disbelieving is the living God. Now that's not a wise thing to do. Peter is very clear. The earth, that's the whole earth according to verse 5, as opposed to the heavens, uh, was formed out of water and through water by the word of God and then in verse 6, deluged with water and perished. We cannot turn that into a little local flood. And you see, what it provides is a concrete example of God's global judgment. And so those who disbelieve the future judgment can only do so by overlooking the historical past pre, that prefigured the return of Christ and judgment day. And that's why Peter goes on in verse 7 to say, but by the same word, the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. You see, the bottom line of all existence is that the day of judgment is coming. Jesus Christ is returning, and when he returns, the earth and everything in it will be destroyed by fire. Now that is very plainly taught in both the Old Testament and the New Testament and uh, we'll look at those references perhaps a little later on. But you see, what is the result of those who don't believe in the return of Christ, who don't believe in the Day of Judgment? Or rather, who might believe it but keep it as an academic belief that isn't seriously or sincerely applied to their thinking or their attitudes or their doctrine or their witness and teaching? Well, the result is that the gospel will be turned away from its proper course. You see, it's very clear all through the Bible that the gospel is about salvation from sin. For example, Zechariah, John the Baptist's father, is recorded in Luke chapter 1, verse 76 and 77, speaking, prophesying in the Holy Spirit about John the Baptist, and he says this, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways. That's referring to Jesus. John the Baptist was the herald of Jesus. To give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. Do you see? Salvation is about the forgiveness of sins. It's not about ending poverty. It's not about justice. It's not about fair trade. It's not about looking after the environment. It's not about identifying and imposing Christian values. It's not about getting ethical guidance. It's not about promoting co community coherence. It is about the forgiveness of sins. And only when we believe in that day of judgment, in the return of Jesus Christ, in the day of the Lord, will we see the importance of that message. That's why it's so important that we take this great warning that the scoffers who deliberately overlook the reality of the day of the Lord, deliberately overlooking the past example that we have in the flood, and so ignoring the future, they are missing out on the bottom line that will identify as the most important thing, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll come back to this uh, important matter again tomorrow. Heavenly Father, uh, we do pray that we would love your gospel, 
of salvation in the forgiveness of sins. And this would always be our gospel, despite the fact that people um, are tempted, and we are tempted sometimes, to turn aside to more fashionable causes. Please help us. Please help us love your word and your truth and your gospel. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.